This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here alone just recording an intro for this one. Let me apologize right off the bat. Today is going to be the first time since we started this podcast that you are not going to get brand new content. I'm going to put together a best of today of some of the very early topics of this podcast. We've got a lot of new members, tons of new members. I appreciate you for listening and I don't think a lot of people have gone all the way back to listen, so I hope this episode can benefit a lot of people. It's also a combination of multiple episodes, so you're not just getting one topic that you might have heard before. Maybe you want to be refreshed, or maybe it is brand new to you. But um, I'm not going to be able to put out a new episode today. I apologize for that. It is completely my fault, and uh, it's just not going to be able to go down today. I've got some family issues to deal with, but I still want to provide you guys with some content. So I hope you enjoy this best of, and I hope you are doing great in your journey as a professional wrestler. No matter where you are at, you can still make dreams come true. You can still do this, and that's what we're here for. We're still there for you on social media at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Please check us out on there and uh, reach out. Let us know where you're at in your journey, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it, guys. Hey guys, welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm sitting here with Aaron. Aaron, how are you, man? I'm doing awesome, John. Man, I'm excited to be in the studio recording another podcast to get our guys some more information. What do you got on the agenda today, man? So we got a fun topic today. Something something interesting, some good tidbits for people that want to get better as pro wrestlers or people that are learning to become pro wrestlers. But it's an interesting topic. Today we're going to talk about gear bag essentials that, like that every pro wrestler must have. So we're going to talk about the things that I think every pro wrestler must pack in their gear bag. This will be super beneficial for guys who are already wrestling, just getting started wrestling, or soon want to become a pro wrestler. So right off the bat, first things first, head over to Facebook, please. Go to the search bar, type in how to become a pro wrestler. Join our private Facebook group where you can have access to myself, to Aaron, and all the other members who are listening to these pods working through their way through our programming and stuff, and we will get you up to date on anything we have coming in the future. So, I know, especially if you've been following this podcast, you know that there seems like there's a science to almost everything in the world of pro wrestling, right? There's all these different rules, and you can get bogged down at times, but it's okay. That's what we're here for, to help you through all these things, to navigate these things. Um, so, packing your luggage when you're going to a show is no exception. There's, there's a bit of a science behind it. And I want to kind of walk you through the, the things that I've discovered in the past decade of pro wrestling. And I'm telling you right now, there is nothing worse than being backstage for an event and realizing you are short on supplies. No matter how big or small it is, you're going to get annoyed. It's going to, it could even take you out of your game, especially if it's something super important to you. So you're going to, you're going to realize that these things are the things that you have to have. And some of them you may be surprised thinking, well, I didn't know that I needed to have that. So that's what we're here for. That's what we want to talk about. So let's get the, the, the big items right off the bat out of the way. You got to have your gear, right? You got to have your tights. You got to have your boots. You got to have your knee pads. Okay, that's obvious, right? But trust me, I have been to plenty of shows where a guy has been 
like furiously digging through his bag, looking around the room, and then goes, I forgot my tights. And I'm like, I don't know how that's possible, but it's happened. I've seen it. And then you have to make a big decision there. You got you to gotta somehow perform in your street clothes, which is going to take you and the fans and the overall performance and any viewing of the match that you may do afterwards. You're always going to go, you know, that was a good match, but oof, look at me. I forgot my tights. <laughs> You're going to have to borrow something from someone. I've seen that. I've seen guys go out in the generic gear of someone else. So like I've told you before in the past that it's good to always pack a pair of tights that are logo free, that are that just in case you need to be a little more incognito in the ring. There's plenty of times on wrestling shows where a promoter may actually ask you to work twice and one of them may be under a mask. Like they may ask you, oh my God, somebody no call, no showed or somebody got in a car accident on the way to the show. We need somebody to fill in for this spot. Hey, I've got a mask. Can somebody wear this and go wrestle this guy? And you can't wear your gear with your name emblazoned across the legs. You know, you're going to want some generic gear. So I've seen guys have to borrow the generic gear from other people and then just go wrestle in that gear in their match. And it definitely takes you out of the game. So do not underestimate the ability of people to forget the most important thing, which is your tights, your boots, your knee pads. And obviously when I say boots, not everyone wears boots. Some people wear the wrestling shoes with the kick pads over them. That's great. Some people wear d- different styles of boots, different styles of shoes. There's all different types in pro wrestling. So your footwear, please don't forget it. Your knee pads, not everybody wears knee pads, but knee pads, knee sleeves, shin guards, all the different various parts that protect your body and that are also part of your appearance, please don't forget them. Bring them with you. Pack them every time, and you'll be good to go. Next thing, let's talk about athletic tape. So in a previous episode, The Do's and Don'ts of Pro Wrestling, I talked about always having your own athletic tape. Please don't be one of those guys who thinks, oh, I'll just borrow it from somebody. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe that can happen once. It happens twice. It starts to become a habit. People start to get that opinion of you that you're the guy who never comes prepared. And it really starts to annoy people. And if enough people get annoyed, they're going to voice their annoyance. And before you know it, the very fact that you didn't go and buy yourself a $1.97 roll of tape was the reason you didn't get booked on a show. I'm not saying everyone is that petty, but don't put that stigma on yourself that you're that guy that never brings their supplies, which goes right into the next thing. Always have your Sharpie. For the exact same reasons you need to have your athletic tape, always bring your Sharpie. There are always going to be fans during the sh- before the show, during the show, and after the show. They are going to want autographs from you. It's going to happen. Kids are going to want you to sign things, especially if you're selling merchandise. They're going to want you to sign their merchandise for them. Always have a Sharpie with you guys. Please don't depend on other people to give you their Sharpie so now they're left out in the cold with nothing to sign autographs with. Bring your own. So moving right along, let's go right to the next thing. This one, super important. One of the most important things on the entire list. Please bring deodorant, guys. I know. <laughs> smell nice. I know that this, 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 some people are going to say, oh, you don't have to tell people to wear this. You absolutely do. Okay. Bring deodorant, pack it in your bag and bring it with you. Here's a little pro tip. I would always pack the roll-on deodorant. Believe it or not, you can still go out and find the old school roll-on deodorant. The reason I did that is because you never know if you're going to be in an, if you're traveling to a state that's incredibly hot or if it's the summertime or something, the locker room's unair conditioned, or maybe it's just sitting in the trunk of your car for a long drive. Then you get to a locker room that doesn't have air conditioning. 
by the time you go to use your stick deodorant, it's melted and it snaps in half mm -hmm. and it's dissolved everywhere in your bag. Grab the roll-on deodorant. It may be a little warm, but it's not going to leak everywhere on you. It's going to stay the same shape the whole time. I just pack one of those suckers in my bag, and it lasts for, for six months to a year. I mean, they last forever. Go grab you one of those, pack it in your bag, and have it with you at all times. Super important to have on. And, guys, no matter how well you think you smell, before you have your match, why don't you just go ahead and do an extra roll? Just go ahead and do it. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. And you definitely want to have it for after the show, okay? Always want to have it after the show. And John, I can attest yep. to this one because sure. I was at a, a, a local show right? and I had my family wear it. My brother, yeah, my yeah, sister, yeah. and some of my uh, cousins came down mm -hmm. and one of the wrestlers reeked, man. Yeah. I mean, you could smell him. Right. Um, we, we were right front row, right there by the uh, railing. Man, right. and he would come over there and it, it absolutely run the show. Right. Because that guy stunk. That's all we could talk about right. afterwards. Do that man read. Yeah, absolutely. And that's imagine like having a decent match or having a fine match or a fine performance, whatever, being an overall decent character. But all the fans are talking about now is that guy stinks. I mean, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want mm -hmm. a, a, something mm -hmm. on your performance staining your performance like it's staining your armpits, you know? Okay. Wear your deodorant, guys. Please yeah. wear your deodorant. All right, moving right along, I want you to pack a towel. Pack yourself a towel. I go, I found myself some of the, the more medium-sized towels, not necessarily a hand towel, not necessarily a bath towel, but they're kind of medium-sized, easy to roll up, sticks right in the bottom of your bag, doesn't get in the way of anything. That way you've always got a towel with you in case you have to clean something up, clean your hands up, uh, I mean, wipe yourself down, clean the sweat off your face, um, I'm going to get into a few more things later, but you might need a place to sit. Just pack a towel, guys. It's going to come in a lot handy every single show, I promise you. Wash that towel right along with your gear after a show. Pack it right back in there just like it belongs with your knee pads and your boots and everything. Just make it part of the crew. Pack it every time. So, one more thing here. Let's talk about spare underwear. That goes with your underwear, your socks. Please, guys. Pack yourself an extra pair, and I'm not talking about the pair that you wear to the building that you maybe take off to put on your wrestling tights, and then you put those back on. Bring yourself a fresh pair because you're gonna be you're gonna want to go eat afterwards with the rest of the guys. You're not gonna want to sit there if you got to drive long distances. Maybe you're not eating. You got to get on the road long drive. You're gonna be driving in your your dirty old wet underwear. Like please, guys, this is not what you want to do. Not what you want to be. You never know who you're gonna run into. What impression you're gonna want to make. Just pack yourself some spare underwear for your own comfort. Right. So some of the stuff on that list may seem pretty obvious. Of course, you got to have your tights and your boots, athletic tape, you know, Sharpie. We went over all that stuff. But, guys, you would I, I can't believe how many people neglect to bring these things. And like I said, you don't want to be that person always borrowing stuff. You're going to think to yourself, oh, just this once. But once turns into five times, and all of a sudden you're that guy that I was telling you about, the guy that never comes prepared and slowly but surely starts to annoy his entire team. That's right. The locker room is your team. You guys are a team player. You want more fans out there every single show yeah. because that creates a bigger pot, a bigger pie, and the bigger the pie is, the bigger your piece is. All these things matter. You're team players, and you want to get along with your teammates. That way, you can create a better environment and a better product for everyone. So I want to give you a few tips for packing some of those things. 
One of, my, one of the favorite things I ever did was I went to Walmart and I bought myself one of those little pencil bags. You can go to the school supply aisle, get yourself one of those little bags. They have a little zipper and a clear see-through front. You drop your deodorant in there. You drop your, your Sharpies in there. You drop your, your wrist tape in there. All that stuff. Just drop it in there, zip it up, put it in your bag. That way, it's not bouncing around in your bag. You're not digging through clothes to find your stuff. It's in one small little spot. You can grab it. You know where everything is. Boom. You're ready to go every time. If you don't want to buy one of those little kits that you can get at the dollar store or the Walmart, just go and get yourself a shaving kit. I know that you may have a shaving kit at home that you don't use. Little leather bags that a lot of guys have. Use that. Stick it in your wrestling bag. Make it part of your wrestling gear from now on. And it's full of your Sharpies. It's full of your wrist tape and any other small items that you might need. So, let's go back to the towel. You never know in pro wrestling if you're going to have access to a shower or not. But even if you don't, you still need a towel. Now, if there is a shower, that's great. Now you got something to dry yourself off with. But I've been in a ton of locker rooms that don't even have chairs. You fold that towel, put it on the floor, and now you can sit down without getting your stuff dirty, sit right there on top of your towel, and I have seen some filthy floors and locker rooms, guys. You never know where you're going to be until you get to the venue. I have gotten dressed in every single place from like a pristine college basketball locker room and I have also dressed in barns beside farm animals. I'm not kidding, guys, with hay on the ground and no chairs. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit on your towel because you remembered to pack it. There you go. There have been plenty of times that I've had to get dressed outdoors. And, uh, I mean, you can only imagine, if you've done it before, you can probably picture what I'm trying to say. But imagine, like, you're taking off your, your tennis shoes, and now you're going to put your wrestling boots on. But now you're dressing outdoors, and you're in your socks and you're standing in the grass and now you've got little pieces of grass and dirt. It might be damp and now your socks are wet and dirty and now you're going to shove them down into a, a $300 pair of wrestling boots. Like, it's just not comfortable. It's not part of the atmosphere. Have a towel you can lay out. You can stand on your clean towel and you can thank me later. <laughs> so, also, if you want to thank me, head on over to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in how to become a pro wrestler, find our private Facebook group, and thank me right there because you'll be able to talk to me and everyone else in our programs right there in the Facebook group. So, I am a firm believer that you don't show up to the venue in your gear, including your underwear. So, the underwear you walk through the front doors in is not the same ones that you wear in the ring. Have a set of underwear or undergarments or, or supportive wear, whatever, jockstrap, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, in your wrestling bag dedicated to your performance as a professional wrestler specifically for your gear and you make it a part of your gear and in your mind you train yourself to know that's part of your gear that's the underwear that goes in my wrestling outfit and it's always in your bag you've always got it they don't get worn in your day-to-day -day life they're as much part of your gear as your boots are so real quick again it doesn't hurt to have a backup pair of socks in your in your bag you, you never know what's going to get dirty from sitting in the floor or grass. At least now you'll have that stuff to wear. Um, you can put on fresh deodorant because you pack that as well. Fresh underclothing. Um, you definitely don't want... So everybody wants... I've talked about this before in the past. Everybody wants to go out and eat and have a good time after a show. They want to meet up at the bar. They want to meet up at, at the a restaurant or whatever. Mm -hmm. You do not want to go if you are so filthy that no one wants to sit beside you. Okay? Don't become the guy that always smells, the guy that's always dirty. Use deodorant. Use a towel, change your clothes, be respectful. These small things go a long way in pro wrestling and in real life in general. 
So reach out to us on Facebook, guys. Search out How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Join our Facebook group. And hey, if you are a pro wrestler, or, or uh, you know whether you've been in it for a couple years or a long time, let me know. Do you have an essential that I didn't list? Is there something that you think I need to add to this list? I would love to hear your opinion on these things. So join us on Facebook. Let us know exactly what you think about the essentials that I just listed and any that you think that I may have left out. John, that is some good information, man. So we have the essentials, tights, boots, knee pads, athletic tape, Sharpie, deodorant, towel, spare underwear. And on that last point you made um, there about going out after the show, Mm -hmm. you know, on some past podcasts, we talked about networking. Mm -hmm. And that is a great opportunity while you're sitting there at the bar or the restaurant having a drink to be Mm -hmm. able to network. Yep. And you definitely want to look good and smell good when you're trying to network to be able to get, you know, move forward in the industry. So if you're, if you're new to this business and you're getting invited to go out and eat with the boys or even the more respected guys, the veterans of the locker room and whatnot, yes, you're there to have fun. You want to interact with these guys, but do not forget if you're new to this business, this is still a job interview sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings ordering your food next to the most seasoned veteran guy in the locker room, guys, that's a job interview, whether you know it or not. And if you're trying to get ahead in this business, don't make the mistake of being the dirty guy that the head veteran of the locker room doesn't want to sit beside. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm loving about these podcasts so far, John? What's that? Is that this is information that's solving problems that they can immediately use. Absolutely. So and anyway, you know, I'm just kind of building you up here a little bit. But great job, man. Great information. Uh, I look forward to uh, the next podcast. Heck yeah, man. I can't wait to do another one. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. So thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it. So keep your prices simple. Make your money, guys. Okay? Don't undersell yourself. But but I say keep your prices simple. That way you can make change quickly. Please don't price everything at... You know, don't price your stuff at, at $6.39. You know what I mean? Like, you want to be able to make your change quickly. You want to be able to move them on, give them a good experience. They're not there to haggle with you. Just give them their experience. Move them down your table. Have a, have a designated area set up to where they can check out. Have someone helping you if possible. That's great. Now, I know that that's not always possible. You, you are your traveling business, okay? So sometimes you do have to take care of everything. I've been there. I've been there more often than not I've been there. But if you have someone with you, um, a friend, uh, a partner, or you know, wife, girlfriend, whatever, that, that's willing to help you, that's also a great thing. That helps you actually keep the illusion of, of greatness around your wrestling persona alive because you are a star. But I, I do understand as well that that's not always possible. Sometimes you are going to have to be the person there. Okay, so I mentioned this earlier. This is super important to me, guys. Have a way to take credit cards on your phone, okay? Right? You've always got your phone with you, right? It is easy to get something along the lines of those square. You just, you just get those square cards. So you can take these credit card payments, okay? It's super easy. It's free. It's free for you to get the device that allows you to take these payments. That company does take a small percentage, but it's very small. Always ask for cash first. That's great. That way you don't have to worry about that percentage. However, don't lose out on your sale just because you couldn't take a credit card. A lot of people nowadays don't carry cash. I'm one of them. I almost never carry cash anymore. I'm one of those people that always wants to swipe their card. So please have a way to swipe their card. And hey, here's something that I'm going to dive into here in a little bit. 
Guess what happens when you swipe their card? You have to send them a receipt. And guess what you get when you get their receipt? Their email address. That is a super valuable thing to have. Their name and their email address. So in the future, hey, maybe I drop these people a flyer for the next show when, that's in their town. You know, hey, maybe I send them a, a link to the next company that's going to come through town, you know, whatnot, or the next piece of merchandise or whatever. You now have their email information. That's a great thing to have, guys. Do not undervalue that. And John, yeah. I, I had one guy, and it was a big, it was a bigger event. Uh -huh. uh, they they traveled it. We had um, MVP was there, and um, oh, uh, Carlito. Okay. And we went to this show, and I went to buy some shirts with my boys. Right. I was getting ready to drop about a hundred bucks. Right, right. They right. only took cash. Right. And I was like, I don't have a hundred dollars cash, man. I got twenty. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And they they couldn't take the payment, so yeah. they missed out on a. a That's a shame sale. because the 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 fee that they're going to have to pay. To sell that is is so small. It's yeah. nothing much. I, I make sales in Square all the time. It's it's not that big a deal, guys. I think that, and this is something we're going to dive into even more here in a second. I think that wrestlers get stuck in that mentality that it's like, oh, I'm not paying a fee. I'm making my money, making my money, making my money. Make every little tiny penny scrape together. Every and I get that as an entrepreneur, you are trying to make as much money as possible, and you should be. However, like you just lost out on a big sale right there, and you kind of looked a little unprofessional because. All the big time people take cards. Like a lot of small businesses, all, almost Everybody all small businesses take cards. Come on, guys. You're living in the past if you're not giving them the ability to use their card, okay? I'm telling you right now, I do not walk into shows with $100 in cash on my, in my pocket. But there's plenty of times when I might want to buy $100 worth of merchandise. And I expect to be able to swipe my card. So, you know, I'm sorry. I think you might need to change your, your opinion on that if you, if you are against having the ability to swipe these cards. And, it, and it's so simple, guys. It's so simple. You know what else is simple? Something that is so incredibly simple that gets overlooked so much. And if you're subscribed to our email service, you've already heard this tip, guys. Bring a freaking tablecloth with you. A cheap dollar store, black, red, yellow, whatever you want. Pick something that matches your character and your merchandise and bring a tablecloth with you. Throw that sucker over the table, and guess what? Your table looks different than every single other person's because nobody else brought that tablecloth. If you have a banner that you can hang, you know what else happens when you have a black, a cheap dollar black tablecloth, and then you pay for even a small banner? Like maybe you just want to buy a $10 banner that really doesn't look that impressive if you hang it off the front of a table. When you put it in the middle of a black tablecloth, though, yeah. it looks pretty impressive. So guys, spice it up, okay? Accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. That should be pro wrestling. That's what you need to do. So that is a super simple way to let yourself stand out from your peers is to carry that tablecloth with you. It's so cheap, so lightweight. doesn't take up any room at all. Just toss it in your bag and, and just customize it to your character. Something else you can do, I mean, I just kind of talked about it with the banner and stuff. You can customize your tablecloth with all kinds of things. The banners, um, there's, there's logos, there's stickers, your stickers and buttons that you sell. Guess what, guys? Those cheap tablecloths, you can stick those buttons right through there. Hang your buttons from your tablecloth. Have them there with the price next to them. And, and if, when you sell one, you pull one off the tablecloth. That's great. Do it, sell it that way. Stickers and stuff can be hanging from there. I mean, there's so many different ways you can do to set yourself apart just by having a cheap tablecloth with you. And speaking of prices, this is something that I am very, very adamant about, guys. Clearly printed prices. Take your merchandise 
because you should be inventorying all this stuff after a show. You need to do it, guys. It's not that hard. You bought it. Inventory it. See how much you got left. Did you make enough money? Did you get everything paid for? Is anything missing? All that good stuff. So you know what you have, right? You know all your different items. You know you got buttons. You know you got stickers. You know you've got t-shirts. You know you've got all these different things. So I want you to take all those things. I want you to print them out on a piece of paper, just a, a, a sheet of paper. And of course, you can, go, you can go above and beyond for this. You can print it on nice paper, colored paper, logos attached as well. You can put your logo in the background, print your prices over the top of that. There's all different things you can do. Super simple, super easy. I want you to take those things. Go to Walmart. Go to the dollar store. You can buy an 8x10 or, you know, or whatever size paper you have, plastic frame that just stands up on its own. You just set it in the middle of your table, has all your prices written on it, super clear as day. You can point to each one of them because you already know the prices because you set them. That's professional. Don't, uh, don't, let me see, what, how much does that cost? You know what they cost, right? You set the prices. You made the logos. You set the, the paper up with all the prices on there. It's so much more professional to have those prices printed clearly where people can see them. It's cheap, guys. It's cheap to do that. It's so much better than what I see a lot of, which is people taking a piece of torn-off tape, wrist tape, athletic tape, duct tape, and magic markering prices on there. I, I don't like it, guys. It is just so it's so yard sale. It's so flea market. And or Maybe there's no prices at all. I see that plenty of times too, where there's just no prices anywhere. That actually turns me off as a customer. Yeah. When I go somewhere and I don't see prices anywhere, I really don't want to ask. I don't want to haggle. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want them making up a price on the, sometimes I'll think, well, maybe they didn't like the way I look, so they made up a price on the spot. You know, I just don't, I don't want any of those thoughts going through my head. Just put your prices out there, guys. And you know, bundle prices, you can have that at the bottom. You got, you know, hey, you don't even have to have a price there. It could say, ask me about the fan box or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, big exclamation marks and a big yellow sticker next to it. So, I'll yeah, go ahead. Whenever, so I go, I have two boys. Yeah. And if I take them to a show, I know they're going to yeah. want to buy something. Sure. I, I know they're going to want to buy something. So what I'll do is I'll go to the, the tables and I'll say, hey, you both got 10 bucks or you both right. got 20 bucks to spend. Right. And if I can't see the prices, I'm not going to ask at that point. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to see it either. They're going to go through. They can tell how much stuff costs. Yep. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, yeah, this yeah. shirt's 20 bucks. I like it. Can I have it? Or I want this. So that really does help sell the product. Absolutely. The price. How, you, you got you got to know how much it costs if you want somebody to buy it. It's that simple. And those those grid wall panels that we talked about earlier that you can hang your merch on, guess what? You can hang your prices on those too, right? Yeah. You can hang your price on each design. That way, it's clear as day for everyone to see. Super easy. I mean, another option, if you really want to go above and beyond, you print out your prices on paper, you just take some scissors and cut the things out, and you have nice printed prices on each item. I mean, you can go that way if you'd like to as well. I mean, guys, anything is better than just the magic marker on a piece of tape. I mean, please, guys, please, be a little bit more professional. Speaking of professional, I want to move into designs, designs of logos, designs that go on your stickers, designs that go on your buttons, designs that go on your t-shirts, okay? So I want you to think about creating something that you would want to wear outside of wrestling, right? Something that you want to wear at all times. And it, it can say wrestling in a way or, or however you'd like, but the best way to go as, as someone who has a plenty of experience selling t-shirts, plenty of experience not selling t-shirts because I had a bad design as well, Simple designs, basic colors, something that doesn't absolutely scream like pro wrestler, but something that, that represents pro wrestling, though, as well. Yeah. And there's plenty of things to consider, like actually going through a design company. I mean, also, you can I mean, get 
ask people, by the way, as well. Ask your friends and your peers about your designs as well. Yeah. And But there's plenty of companies out there that have good reputations. I bet there's local companies around you. Aaron has mentioned a, a company called, is it is Fiverr? Yeah. Is that the name? So Fiverr.com, and that's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. That's a company that will help you create designs. You going to tell them about it a little bit? Yeah, so what it is is basically it is all these artists that are on there, and you are just purchasing their service. So you can get T-shirt designs, you can get banner designs, you can get videos made. Now, if you can find a local guy to work with, sure. that would probably be the best. But if you sure. can't, man, if you can get on there, and they start usually at five bucks. That's why it's five. It starts at five bucks. You can get a killer like graphic design for like thirty bucks. Absolutely, you're gonna get a review. It so yeah, definitely check that out. Get on there and. Um, It'll have all the reviews of all right. the designers. You get to pick one that really – actually, I was on there the other day, and uh-huh. there was a guy that does pro wrestling ones. Really? Well, there he, you go. He had a pro wrestling one, but there was another guy that did some pop art ones. Right. Man, they were some killer designs. I was like, that that, that would be uh, great on the shirt. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, guys, uh, complete honesty. Like, the T-shirts and the, the items that I've created from my own mind – are always the ones that don't sell worth the crap. <laughs> the stuff that I have gone through professional means to get made are the ones that sell like freaking hotcakes, guys. I, I'm not kidding. And and sometimes it takes that outside perspective to really like, you know, you give them direction, right? You give them direction. You say, hey, this is me. This is what I want. This is what I have in my mind. How do you think that should translate? And all of a sudden they hit you with something that's you didn't really think of, but it represents everything you said, and it's awesome. Yeah. So, guys, use websites like that. There's also local. Here's what I'd like to do. Everybody listening to this, if you are a professional wrestler, if you have any experience with any of this stuff at all, I want you to go to our Facebook group. I want you to type in, just make a post, and tell me what local company you think is good at designing pro wrestling. Because there's plenty out there. Yeah, there so are cool. companies that are dedicated specifically to pro wrestling. Let me know. Let me know of any local ones and where they're located. They're, uh, you can tag their Facebook page, whatever you want to do. You know, tag the person, the, the creator themselves, whatever you want to do, guys. Just post it. Let everybody know. Let's let's network a little bit and find out who these designers are going to be. So I also want you to sell items that are relative to your character. So ultimately, it's going to be all about making money, guys, right? You're business, and you're trying to sell stuff. You want to make money. Money. So I'm going I'm to kind of reiterate the points here, but shy away from having a table that looks like a flea market but, and not a pro wrestling stand, not like a pro wrestling experience. They're there for the full experience. Shirts and pictures, items that relate somehow to your character. Not just, not just nonsense, guys. Not just the old crap at your house that you can't get rid of anywhere else. I want you to actually sell things that relate to your character. So I see this a lot. I see guys selling action figures, old action figures, Maybe they were theirs. Maybe they were their kids. And it's, it's, you know, it's WWE action figures. It's TNA. It's AEW. It's whatever it is. It's old action figures, old T-shirts from those companies. And uh, so this is controversial opinion. I don't, I don't like it. I, I just don't, I don't much care for it. Let me tell you why, okay? It just screams that you are not confident in your ability to create and promote and market and sell your own character. And I just I just don't like, because here's what it is. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about making money. I understand that. But pro wrestlers, a lot of old school pro wrestlers, have gotten into this attitude that pro wrestling started at carnivals, that pro wrestling started so low and basic, and it started with con men, 
and just trying to get as many dollars as possible that they think, well, I'll just sell whatever I can. Money, 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 money. Let me make money. No matter how small and insignificant the amount of money is, it's just about that. Guys, if you stay in that carnival attitude, then you will forever be making that carnival wage, okay? You are going to define yourself as this carny, as this con man, and that is the only success you're going to have is as a carny and a con man, not as a true professional. So here's something else that I've seen. This is a big investment, but I have, I have some friends that have custom action figures that they have gone through the means to get created on their own. Now, I would highly recommend that you need to get yourself out there and you yeah. need to make some waves as a pro wrestler before you make such a large investment, but it is very doable. And, and at the, it's not as expensive as you might think, and there are companies out there that you can find, a lot of these design companies um, that, I, that I mentioned about locally and stuff. I know that, and if you know of any, please tag them in, in our group, but that will make you custom action figures as well, simple action figures and whatnot. I would much rather see that at your merch table than old WWE figures that your kids were tired of playing with, okay? Be a professional. Identify yourself as a professional. Growth, guys, that's what it's about. Grow. Identify as a professional and become professional. All right? You're, you're not a flea market. You're not a yard sale. You're not just trying to get rid of crap in your house that you could not sell, okay, or that you're just sick of trying to make room. Right, because so, I, yeah. I, ideally that your performance in the ring right. has made me want to yes. go purchase your stuff. Absolutely. And I want to purchase your stuff, and I want an experience, and I want to be able to right. be able to wear that shirt and uh, know it's like, oh, yeah, I was at that match. That's yep. when, you know, uh, he hit the brain buster on so and so. Like I Perfect. want, I, I want to have that with it. And I don't, I'm, I don't want the other stuff. So I, can, I, I agree with that. Yep. Um, Absolutely, man. So, all right, guys, I'm going to run through a few things real quick. There are other ideas you can do. Um, I used to sell those little jelly bracelets, those things, and on there I would put my Twitter handle, maybe my website if I had a website, if I sold anything like that. That's a great thing to add. Um, also, like I mentioned earlier. If you have means to take credit card payments, get their emails, okay? You can consistently market to your customers by having that email. That's an amazing thing to have, taking those electronic payments, getting emails. If you don't take electronic payments, uh, get their email anyway. Find a way to get their email anyway, okay? That's a great thing that a lot of guys don't think about enough because it is a way to constantly market. Bundle your products at a discounted price. We talked about that earlier, especially if you've, if you've got something that's not selling. Let's bundle that sucker with something that does sell. Yeah. Let's move them, okay? Let's move them out. Have someone else run your table if possible. You're there between your match to interact with customers and whatnot. Give them that awesome experience. If you have that valuable thing of another person to help you run your table, please take advantage of it because it is highly worth it for you to just be your character. Yeah. And I think that, man, the merch that I see sells like, you know, T-shirts, yeah. stickers, buttons, patches. I haven't yes, seen yeah. any patches, but that, that, would, that yeah. would be something be that great I think would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little more expensive. I haven't ever uh, yeah. priced out patches. Yeah, actual embroidery and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, you know, I think the sunglasses that you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier was a really good point because if they see you wearing it, they want it, Yeah. right? So it's all that little thing. Like, you know, John Cena had wristbands yes. or like the sweatbands, right? I mean, that's going to sell. Yep. Um, Daniel Bryant, I would assume, had like foam yeah, the fingers. Foam, that, yes fingers. The yeah. foam yes fingers. Yeah, sure. You know, things like that that you're going to wear to the ring. Jake the Snake, I don't, I, I, I would imagine they sold snakes, not real snakes, but yeah, yeah, like yeah, plush yeah, snakes yeah, yeah. or toy no, snakes. No, they, they absolutely, they had like inflatable um, snakes and whatnot. Yeah, 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 back in the day and stuff. So I think that's if you can incorporate fine merch that you're actually going to wear, um, like the sunglasses or the sweatpants right. or something like that, I think that would move pretty good. Absolutely. 
Um, if you were a female, you know, maybe you have, I, I don't know, something similar to that or something that goes in your hair or yeah, whatever yeah, you're yeah. doing. But I think that stuff would be easy to sell because right. it's so relatable to the character. And that's, I, that's really the point. It's yeah. professional, it's relatable to the character. It's professional and relatable, like you said. Like I, 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 There's some female wrestlers that would use, um, you know, and you can go to Amazon or any party store or whatnot, and they just invested in like a big, these are freaking cheap guys, a big bulk order of like like really bright neon colorful scrunchies. Yeah. They would always wear scrunchies. They'd put a couple around their wrist, put a couple in their ponytail, and then when they're as they're walking to the ring, they toss those suckers to kids. Pull one out of their hair, toss it to a kid, pull it off the wrist, toss it to a kid, sell them at the merch table for a couple bucks. Yeah. Boom. I mean, that's a great way to make a quick, uh, uh, you know, just a quick extra item that's relatable to you, right? That's not selling an action figure that they're going to purchase and not remember who they got it from. That's them purchasing something that they saw you wear because they enjoyed your performance. So something relatable to you. Well, everything's about getting them to the table. Yes. You get them to the table, and then right. you have the opportunity to sell but if you can't get them to the table, you're not going to have that opportunity. It starts in the ring, the good performance, but you got, and that'll get them to the table. But then you have to be able to have the stuff professional, right. all laid out, easy to see, and something that they actually want to buy with the designs that they're going to be able to wear out every single day. I bought shirts in the past, yeah, and I went to a WWF match and I or WWE, I yeah, guess yeah, it was yeah. in, and I didn't buy some shirts just because I was like, I can't wear that. Sure. I'm not going to wear it. Yeah, and I ended up um, I with one that looked like a badge. Um, and I thought it was a cool design. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I wear that out on the yeah. weekends, man. It's cool. Yeah. So it, it, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot in this episode. A lot to think about. And sure. I know we're gonna do break some stuff down a little bit more yep. and do some videos with this. Absolutely. But man, one of my main goals, you know, I'm a strength coach, and I want to get people fit and right. ready for wrestling. I want to be the um, the guy that the wrestlers are gonna turn to, sure. you know, to be able to get in shape and be able to get that look. But also, I'm an entrepreneur. I've owned several businesses, and I want to help these guys make money absolutely i want to help them i want to help you all be able to make money in this and uh, keep keep growing be able to invest in yourself right and to be able to move forward in the profession uh, we, we want this to be your job guys i want you yeah. to make your living doing this because this is what you love this is what you enjoy it's not a hobby for you this is something that you're passionate about that you want to make money doing provide for your family doing so that's what we're here for guys we want to help you out and we want to give you all the tools that you need to make that dream come true. So guys, please head on over to Facebook. I want you to join our Facebook group and I want you to chime in. Chime in with those designers. Let me know who are your favorite designers. What's the best piece of, piece of merch that you've either had created? Did you create it? Did someone create it for you? Or if you're not a wrestler, you don't have your own t-shirts yet, what's the best piece of merch you've seen? What did you like? What, what drawed you in to purchase something? Was it the wrestler themselves? Was it the design like Aaron said? What made you enjoy what you purchased? Please head on over to Facebook. Please join our group. Let us know all those things. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Drop us your email and you will get more free pro wrestling training, including videos of a lot of the stuff we just talked about directly to your inbox. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity. Take it. Hello and welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John and I'm sitting here as always with Aaron. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing awesome today, John. 
As I always say, I'm excited yep. to be in of here. Of course, always. Recording a podcast, getting some more information out to these wrestlers. For sure. And man, today we got it. We, you know, we talk a lot about your in-ring performance, but right. today we got something a little bit different right, that I'm right. excited to pass along. Absolutely. So we're going to blend this to a little bit of in-ring, but we're going to talk a lot about the locker room, okay, today. So today, guys, I want to talk about how you can become a locker room leader and how you can also avoid making those bad first impressions when you first get involved with the pro wrestling locker room if you're not from that type of environment okay if you're not from a team sports environment if you've never played football baseball basketball or any type of sports that has that team mentality pro wrestling's the same way guys you are a team even if your opponents or whatnot i'm going to dive way deeper into that later but you only get one shot at making a first impression being young, brash, and bold as you enter the world of pro wrestling is a good thing. Causing problems that lead to getting yourself ostracized by your peers is not. So today, we're going to talk about some of the best ways to set yourself up for success as a brand new pro wrestler. So, please guys, head on over to Facebook and Instagram. All you've got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. Look for that red, white, and blue logo. Join us on there. Give us a like and follow us for all the content and updates that you need. All right, guys, let's get right into it. So there are certain values that every pro wrestler should possess if a career in this industry is your true goal in life, okay? And a career, guys, remember, I, I want to stress that. I want you to make money doing this, all right? That's the ultimate goal is to not only do something you love, but do it for a living and do it because you love it and make money doing it. Support your family, support yourself, all that good stuff. So today, we're going to break down each of those values and discuss how important they are, not just to the future, but also current career-oriented pro wrestlers, okay? There are a lot of guys out there that aren't exercising all of these values or they don't possess all of these values, I guess you could say, to the extent that they really could. And maybe that could even be something that's holding them back in life in the locker room as a pro wrestler or preventing them from becoming that locker room leader that we desperately need. Those locker rooms desperately need some leadership, guys. And it can come from all different areas, and we're going to break down how that can be done. So right off the bat, the first thing I want to talk about for pro wrestling is passion, all right? Being passionate about providing a unique and a memorable experience for the fans, for the talent, and for your teammates, okay? That's everybody from the camera crew, the booker, the promoter, and the other wrestlers in the locker room, and the referees, the managers, and everything in between. So passion drives our desire to work hard and to provide an excellent service, because that's what we're doing. We're providing this unique experience for the fans, all right? There are target people that we're providing a service to. So we all have passion for the sport, right? Otherwise, why else would we be here? Why would we be talking about it? Aaron and I have a passion for educating the future stars of tomorrow as well as empowering the stars of today. So I've got a unique passion based on my story for creating wrestlers with bulletproof bodies so you can focus on achieving your dreams as a performer without stressing over taking time off because of setbacks, because of injuries. I mean, it takes a long time to become a successful pro wrestler. Sometimes, for some people it does, to become that top, top percent. And if you got to miss two years because you hurt yourself, that's a, that's, an, that's a terrible thing, guys. Not only do I want you to not miss those years as you're building your career, but when you're done with your career, when it's all said and done and you've, you've hopefully succeeded and achieved your dream, you can still contribute. Maybe not as an entering performer, but you're still so healthy and successful that you can coach the future now on all the things that you learned along the way. Okay, that's super important. I get so sad when I see those pro wrestlers that maybe achieved their dream but left a little bitter and so banged up that they honestly can't contribute anymore to the world around them. So remember to be selfless in your passion. So we're still talking about passion. 
Yes, it is about achieving your dream, but it's also about creating that unique experience for the fan. So most fans are just you without the ability to do what you do. So those people in the front row, guys, they want to be where you're at. But maybe something happened that where they couldn't, okay? Maybe it's not in the cards for them. So they've become ultimate fans. And they want to vicariously live through you, through your passion, via their passion, and experience what you're experiencing in the ring. So treat them just like you would appear in the locker room. And share your passion with those fans. That includes not just during the show, but after the show. All right? So if you follow me on social media, if you follow at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, you've probably heard me also talk about how a babyface, the good guy in the pro wrestling ring, has a absolute, you know, he must treat fans at all times just like he would at a show. You don't just be nice to people at a show when you're a babyface. These guys have a certain perspective of you, and you have a certain responsibility to uphold that image to them even when you, when you see them outside the arena or if you happen upon somebody in the parking lot or at the grocery store, okay? So you're a passionate um, performer, they are a passionate fan. Share that passion with them. All right. So let's move on a little bit. We talked about passion. I want to talk about respect, okay? Having respect in the pro wrestling business. So holding yourself accountable, expecting fair play, and foster a culture of trustworthiness across your locker room, all right? So I'm going to break all this stuff down for you as well. So being responsive to your peers in the locker room and upholding the highest standards of ethics and acting with integrity in the locker room, okay? I know this is this is a lot. This sounds like, whoa, man, you're dropping a lot of knowledge on me or you're dropping a lot of info on me. How can I create all these things? How can I culture trustworthiness and be responsive to everyone and uphold high standards? I get that, okay? So let's talk about it a little bit. All right. So one of the most important things to do as a performer is introduce yourself to every single one of your peers. We've talked about that in the past. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it again. Introduce yourself to every single person at that show. That includes the staff working the event. That means the wrestlers. That means the referees, the camera crew, the media crew, the promoters, the ring crew, the concession stand workers. Do your best to introduce yourself to everyone and show them that what they're contributing for you to be able to get in that ring and perform means something to you as well. It's very important. This is all about opportunities, and this is all about networking. So strengthen your brand as a performer. Give yourself a good image. These people are going to really, especially if others are not doing this, these people are really going to appreciate the fact that you took time out of your day, even though you're, you're the wrestler, right? You're the top. You're where most people want to be. You're the performer. You're there. You're being paid just to show up. Put your, your costume on and get in there and perform. And a lot of people are envious of that. And they, they love you for it. Or if you treat them poorly, they hate you for it. So, guys, it's so important to be polite to everyone. All right? All right. So, respect can also refer to staying in your lane as a new addition to a roster. Now, I'm going to talk about this, but let's, let's, let's break it down a little bit. So, young wrestlers, new in their career... Offering that unsolicited advice can definitely rub seasoned wrestlers the wrong way. Now, this rule, I'm not saying that you can't express your opinion, okay? Because a lot of times, this happens out of a, you know, it's misunderstood, all right, when you give out that un unsolicited advice. You just have to be careful on the way that you approach people who have been there longer than you. If you're brand new to wrestling, if you've only had a couple matches, and now you're approaching someone that's been doing it for a few years, and who's possibly already making money doing it, it's difficult sometimes for them to accept 
you know, things from a younger person. And that's a shame. We should all be learning at all times. Just be careful about the way you approach it. You know, don't speak in absolutes. There's, there's a delicate line here. You know, by no means do you need to keep all your opinions to yourself. But you need to also spend some time getting to know your peers, gain more insight as to maybe why they do things a certain way that you think they should change or, or that you weren't aware of. Maybe this is also a learning opportunity for you and you can kind of exchange information here. So from there, you know, your unsolicited advice can come up naturally in conversation if you've actually learned a little bit and shared some information. Yeah, I kind of have a rule in yeah. whenever I train someone new, uh, you know, they're, they're hiring me to do a job, but mm-hmm. I still have to earn their trust and their respect right. before they're really going to right. hopefully listen to everything I say and kind of do stuff without maybe questioning it, you know, yes. and, and to be honest with me. Um, so what I always say is, you know, they have to know how much uh, I care mm-hmm. um, before they really care about how much I know. Right. So the, I, I think that would be on point there. Absolutely. They want to know. I, I love that. That's a good way to put it as well. They want to know how much you care to see how much you know, because I, I'm the same way when it comes to either, either personal training or training pro wrestlers. I want you to ask questions, guys. If you, if I ask you to do something like a, if I ask you to, to get up every time in the pro wrestling ring to your left and you say, why? And all I say is because I told you that's why do what I said. That's not fair, okay? That's not fair at all. I, I love explaining myself exactly why and why you need to know that and all that good stuff. That goes to the gym, that goes to the ring, and everything in between, okay? So it's good to start these conversations, to learn stuff about each other, and like Aaron just said, show that you care. You actually care, and that's where this is coming from. Yeah, I would say with the respect, if they mm-hmm. know your passion, you know, if yep. they know you're passionate, they know that you're in here and you're enthusiastic and that you really care about the business and, right. and the performance and all that, right. then they're really going to say, hey man, this guy's, I really care, I wanna know what this guy's opinion is. He's yes. young, but let me hear what he has to say. Absolutely. So this next point should kind of go without saying, but unfortunately it has to be addressed, especially if you follow you know, pro wrestling on social media over the last couple of years, this has came up a lot and, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I would hate it for any industry, but pro wrestling's my business. So I want to talk about it in pro wrestling. So in pro wrestling, guys, guess what? You're going to often encounter male and female performers sharing the same locker room. All right. Not every building is the same. Not every building is an arena that has actual locker room. Sometimes you're going to be getting dressed in whatever room is available for a pro wrestler, especially young in your career. When when I um, had my tryout for WWE, our dressing room was, I mean, nothing more than, you know, I mean, a room just set aside that wasn't being used at the moment. I mean, it was just a room. It was kind of like a waiting room, a green room or whatnot. There were no restrooms or sinks or anything. And it was, it was nice sized and, and nice and everything and clean, but it, it didn't have any private areas. So male and females both in there, I mean, you've got to, it's going to happen, right? It's just going to happen. And what you do here, and like I said, I wish it went without saying, but it doesn't because I need to say it. You don't be a creep, right? And that goes for either side, male or female. On either side of that equation, do not be a creep when it comes to your fellow wrestlers, okay? You are all professionals there hired to perform a job, all right? This is your job. And you're sports professionals, you're athletes together, and you're sharing a locker room. Treat everything professionally, okay? Period. There we go. All right, guys. So here's another couple things we've talked about in the past that we should dive into again just for a minute. So don't take up too much space in your locker room. Going back to what I just got through saying, you know, not all locker rooms are created the same. 
Some are extremely tight quarters. I've been in some tiny locker rooms with 10 people. That is uncomfortable. So be respectful. Occupy the space you need and no more. So it may sound off. It might sound obvious, but um, this, I've, so many times I've witnessed someone putting a shirt over here on a chair, putting a boot in the middle of the floor, a towel in the middle of the floor. Their bag is five feet in the other direction. It's crazy, right? Be respectful, guys. Take up the space that you need. If it becomes a situation where you're working in a room that you're aware of, if you're like, oh, no, we're going back to that place. It's got a small locker room. I will sometimes take a smaller bag just out of politeness. You know, I've still got to bring all my stuff, of course. You're not going to bring less stuff, but maybe you can tighten it up a bit. Or, or maybe you do just bring the necessities or whatnot. Maybe you take your merch straight out to the table. Don't, don't drag it into the small locker room just to get it out of there. Put your bag in the locker room, etc. Only occupy your own space. Bring your own chair. All that kind of stuff is, is stuff you can always think about if you're familiar with the arena now. I mean, that's not always going to be the case. So, But that is something to think about. Taking up too much space in the locker room, never a good thing. All right, guys. So, occupying too much space in the locker room is a bad thing. Here's another one. Occupying too much space at the merch table. Now, I've discussed this before, but basically, if you're selling two t-shirts, you probably don't need a seven-foot table to yourself. Unless maybe your sales reflect that, okay? And then it's going to be more obvious. And if you have the room, and you have the amount of t-shirts, and they're only two brands, but you sell the heck out of them, and they offer you a seven-foot table take it guys but if you just roll up in there with brand new t-shirts you're not sure if you're going to sell any at all and you occupy a giant space and there's only three tables and there's 18 wrestlers but you take up an entire table with your two designs mm -hmm. and you've only got a dozen of them but you just spread them out to where you can cover a whole table come on guys a little common sense here all right so be respectful to your brothers and sisters who also want to sell their products okay it's going to happen you know sell the best product you don't need the most room if you got the best product. And worry more about that, maximizing your sales with your personality and the actual quality of the items that you're offering to people. So worry about that more than just putting out a giant billboard for yourself just because you're like, I hope I can sell this many shirts and whatnot. All right, guys. Before we move on, I want you to check us out on YouTube, okay? Head on over to YouTube, look up at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and you'll find us on there. We've got some videos up there. We've uploaded some podcasts on there. We've uploaded some other unique videos that Aaron and I have shot in the past on there. Check us out. Hey, hit that bell. Subscribe to us on YouTube, and you'll be up to date every single time we post a new video. All right, let's move on. Man, I really wanted to include this one, so let's dive right into it. The next value I want to talk about about being a locker room leader and about making those good first impressions is innovation. Yes, innovation. So strive to be disruptive to traditional modes of thought, to question assumptions and to think critically and strategically. Challenge yourself and enjoy being challenged. Drive profitability and create memorable experiences in new and unexpected ways. All right, so that's a lot of stuff. A lot of fancy words and whatnot. Let's break this down because I really like this, okay? I really wanted to include this in there. I know that I talked just a while ago about staying in your lane, but let's talk a little bit about how you can, you can make some transitions mm -hmm. and change your world around you because that's important as well. So I really wanted to be sure to include something like innovation because despite what some of the older guard may believe, Aaron and I are also, we're, we're very passionate about the industry of pro wrestling is constantly evolving. You can put blinders on and try to ignore the changes that inevitably are going to occur in pro wrestling industry, or you can embrace them, even enhance them to be different 
and still reflect the older traditions that you love so much. But remember, things are going to change. Stuff's going to evolve. Pro wrestling, no different. So this can be simplified to a level of look around a wrestling organization in your locker room. Is every, I'm breaking this down to a really, really basic first way to start thinking about improv- and innovating in your locker room. Is everyone wearing red and black around you? Every single person. I, I, I say that specific example because I've encountered it. Yeah. Everyone in the locker room is wearing freaking red or black or both. And, and primarily just black and dark. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to put on some bright blue and yellow. Maybe. Actually, I'm just throwing an example out there. But who's going to immediately stand out to, to the viewer? You know, the fifth guy that walks out in black or the first guy they see in bright colors, you know? You're gonna, um, they're immediately at least going to go, holy crap, that dude's wearing blue and yellow. I feel like I've only seen black tonight. That's immediately going to stand out to them. You've got to back that up with a performance, of course, but it's just one way to set yourself apart, okay? And blue and yellow might not work for your character. We've, Aaron and I have also talked about being true to your character. I'm just giving you examples, guys, okay? Just stuff to think about. Maybe something else is up your lane, but that's just one thing to think about. So, next, challenging yourself under innovation. So, exiting your comfort zone, performing in a locker room with people you don't know. It was actually a couple years before I challenged myself to just reach out and find a locker room where I was going to be brand new with none of my friends around. That was a difficult situation to put myself in, and I wish I would have done it two years earlier, okay? I wish I would have had more experience faster with more people with different backgrounds. So, that can mean even, you know, if you want to take it a little more extreme, you venture to a country where they don't speak your language, all right? I've got a couple good buddies that recently went to Mexico and Japan where they barely understand English whatsoever. They really can't speak it. They understand it just a little bit, all right? But via the universal language of pro wrestling, you still share a bond and you're still capable of communicating, especially inside the ring. You're still able to put on a performance. So like I said, guys, it took me a couple years to get the courage to join locker rooms where I would be pretty much on my own. I always would go somewhere where I at least knew two or three people and had somebody to kind of hang out with. But I started venturing out into more locker rooms, and what that creates is more opportunities to network, more people to meet, more knowledge to earn, because now you're meeting people who have been to other places, and you can learn from these people as well. So get out there, guys. Challenge yourself. Exit that comfort zone. That could even mean getting into the ring and trying a new style maybe incorporating something different. So maybe if you're a if you've been comfortable for years or if you've been comfortable just in training as a striker. Maybe punching and kicking is just your thing. It works naturally for you. You know, don't completely abandon the actual art of chain wrestling and some of the finer techniques. Don't abandon what works for you now, your striking ability, but find a way to blend those things together to create possibly a unique style that's different mm-hmm. and challenging for you. Something that people have not seen before. So it's a great way, guys, and a lot of times you got to try things the wrong way before you figure out what's right, okay? you got to try different things. you got to experiment, and when you're on this level, when you're in training or when you're on the, the, the independent wrestling circuit, these are the times for you to actually practice these skills as you progress and learn things and hopefully start making some money pro wrestling. Yeah, man, that's a yeah. really good point, John. And uh, I got to sum this up with uh-huh. kind of a, as far as the innovation with the Bruce Lee quote, right? So it's use what is useful, reject what is useless, and there then make go. it your own, right? Absolutely. Uh, maybe another way to say it that I like to tell like new strength coaches coming in, 
uh, because they get caught up sometimes in the fancy stuff, like yes. all the like scientific fancy stuff. Yeah. And that's really important, um, but a lot of times they forget about the basics. Right. So it's like, hey, you have to learn really well what's in the box, yes. and then you can start going outside the box. Because if you don't understand that first, and it's hard, you know, you, it's hard to go outside of the box, and right. then you can start really combining those to come up with some awesome workouts and creations with that. And I think it would fit very well for uh, pro wrestling. You know the basics. You know what's in the box. You yes. know what's been done before. Uh, you're kind of uh, taking for the stuff for your character, you're tweaking it, you're innovating it, making it your own, and before long, man, you're on your way. Also, you don't know what yeah. what what clicks. Sometimes right. I've done things in the past, like just with like group programming and stuff. Yes. And I'm not. Sh I I really thought it was an okay idea, but it ended up being an amazing idea. Right, right. Because right, right. it clicked with everybody, and sometimes the stuff that I think is going to be amazing just doesn't go. Yes. So you do have to. Uh, you know, try those things out because you never know. You never know. I mean, you never know. I, I know that one time I showed up in a locker room this early. This is this is really early in my career, and I showed up in a locker room, and I remember the the promoter asked me. He said, "Are you a heel, a bad guy, or a babyface, a good guy?" And I'm standing there with hair down to my shoulders, solid black. I have a solid black beard. I've got black tights, black boots. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a heel," mm -hmm. and he just looks at me and he goes, "I don't need any more heels." And I had just driven, you know, I'd been asked there, and I'd driven four hours or however long to get there. And when somebody looks you dead in the eyes and they say, oh, I don't need another heel. Man, yeah. So my response to him was, then I'm a baby face. <laughs> and he goes, all right, cool, I need a baby face. And, I was, and he just walked away. And I'd never been a baby face, ever, you know. And I, uh, you know, had to step outside my comfort zone that night. And that's... It was very, it was scary for me at first, all right? But you challenge yourself. And now I've spent plenty of time as a baby face. I've found ways to make it work for myself. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that sometimes. I, I worked with a guy um, recently who's large, six foot six. Uh, you know, he's nearly 300 pounds and was trying his hardest to be this massive powerhouse, like, like a cane or something from WWE, like right. this monster. And nothing was clicking. He just was not clicking. Here's the thing. In the locker room, everyone loved him because he's the funniest person you've ever been around in your life. He's hilarious. He's quick-witted. He's great. So start challenging him to do what? Take your hilarious personality and put it out there in front of the fans. Mm -hmm. And he's like, whoa, comedy is not my thing. And I'm like, but comedy is what you do every single moment that's not between two bells in the ring. That's what you do every time I'm around you anywhere. You're the funniest person I've ever met. So let's try to somehow harness that into a personality inside the ring. And he started experimenting with that. The fans started reacting. And all of a sudden, he's much funnier. He's brighter. He's more colorful. Mm -hmm. And he's really, really gaining much more momentum by taking his real-life personality and putting it out there for the fans because it was more genuine. He believed in himself at that point because mm -hmm. the fans started backing him up because it was genuine to them. And now he's more confident doing it. He really puts more of his personality out there, and he's off to the races, okay? So now he's actually gaining some traction, doing something that he loves, and he's not having to challenge himself to, to pigeonhole himself, really, yeah. like I did as, I know, I'm just a heel. Pigeonhole himself into, I know, I'm a brute, you know, I'm a, I'm a striker, I'm a fighter, I'm a monster, or whatever. Now, even though at first it was a challenge, oh no, I've got to be funny in the ring. I've never done that before. But you're funny in the locker room, be funny in the ring. Now it's natural to him. Now he loves it. Now mm -hmm. it's great. So 
you got to try these things sometimes, guys. You got to go outside the box, you know, after you master the basics, like Aaron said, then you can start gathering all that other stuff and finding what works for you. Definitely. All right. Let's move on. I got the next value for you. We're going to talk about dedication. We're going to talk about becoming dedicated to making the team and the community proud and strong, support, trust, encourage each other, strike a balance between collaboration and accountability. All right. So you have to commit. If this is truly your passion and something you want to not just do, but thrive doing, it's going to take a lot of commitment, a lot of support, and a lot of trust. So one of our primary goals here was to create a supportive environment. We did that via a Facebook group where you can enjoy, discuss life and wrestling with people that are on similar journeys to you. Maybe people that are having trouble finding wrestling schools or finding a support group because their family, you know, I told my story already how my family was not very supportive of a pro wrestling career. They didn't understand it. If your family's that same way, you know, we've tried with this company to create something via that Facebook group, please join it, to where you can speak with people from similar situations as you. So being able to thrive and have that healthy community of commitment, support, and trust, super important. Yeah. Something else that's important, getting rid of the gatekeeping in pro wrestling, all right? I, I do not believe in that gatekeeping, all right? And what do I mean by that? I mean pushing away new people and new ideas and thinking that everything is just one way. All right, and, and that, that you have to do things a certain way to gain any amount of traction in pro wrestling. The most successful professional wrestlers are the ones that trust and encourage each other inside the locker room, inside the gym, and inside the ring. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of the future, all right? Build the future, help the future, because I don't just want to be successful in pro wrestling. I want pro wrestling to be successful. I want the world to love and respect pro wrestling because it's something that I love and respect. So. Keep those gatekeepers out and you know embrace the future, all right? Embrace the new talent and, and share your ideas. Coach the future, as we are trying to do here with How to Become mm -hmm. a Pro Wrestler. So remember, even in a one-on-one -on -one match, you're still in a team effort, guys. The two of you, you, you and your opponent, are working together, along with the referee, honestly, and, and possibly more people if you've got a manager or who else, um, to craft a memorable and unique experience for the fans and the organization. You're trying to keep that organization strong and you're trying to provide that fan that bought a ticket that spent money to come see you with a unique experience that they're going to remember forever and possibly inspire them to, to do the same in the future if they're young or continue to support you as a fan from now on and help you achieve the career that you want. All right, guys? So that's that's dedication to your sport to your craft to pro wrestling you've got to be dedicated guys on every single level mm -hmm. all right one more thing here we go the last one this is what we we're all leading up to and this is empowerment okay this is actually becoming that locker room leader so each person should strive to become a leader that in that specific person's area of expertise and to be proactive at implementing solutions to problems that may arise in the locker room and the ring amongst your your teammates, your other fellow pro wrestlers. So if you go down the list today of everything that we've talked about, we've been leading up to this moment, all right? So with those values under control, everything that we've already mentioned, everything that we've already went through today, you've now put yourself in a position to become a real locker room leader, someone that can actually make some changes in the world of pro wrestling around you and hopefully support pro wrestling in the future. So if you're one of the best promo guys in the locker room, I'm just going to just throw an example out there. If you're one of the best promo guys in the locker room 
and you've embraced all these values that we've talked about and already discussed, it's time for you now to pass those on to people who may excel in other areas but lack in that one specific crucial area. Because as we've talked about in the past, being able to speak, public speaking promos, is one of those core values that you have to have, those top five things you've got to have to become a pro wrestler who makes money as a pro wrestler. So if you're one of those guys who's mastered this particular thing and you see somebody else who's struggling, it's time to help them, all right? It's time to pass it on to them and encourage them to also explore how they could get better. If you see someone neglecting a certain area, one of those core values, it's time to help them gain that area of expertise, okay? So when empowering another person, you impact that person, but not just them, okay, guys? Remember that. That's what this is about. I'm not just talking about impacting a single person because it's not just about that. You're impacting the world and yourself, the way people view you, okay? The world of pro wrestling, the way people in the locker room view you as a leader, they're going to start to think about and come to you as a leader because they see this. They see how you're empowering everyone around you. You're not just gatekeeping. You're not blocking everyone else and trying to keep things one certain way. You're accepting all this new information. You're, you're putting your touch on it, your spin on it, and you're providing to the future. So the outcome of any task is always improved by the lives and mindset of those who you lead. All right? Empowering others is not just a phrase. It is a way. It is a way of changing lives and improving the entire pro wrestling industry. All right, guys? Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> there you go. I feel like I've been on the pulpit today for sure. But I'm super passionate about this, guys. I want people coming into pro wrestling to not trip over their own feet by maybe doing something that maybe was coming from a good place, but, you know, just some small situation left them with a, a bad first impression. But also, there are guys out there who are, have a lot of potential to be like a locker room leader or you know, a next you know, future superstar or whatnot. And something's holding them back. And I think embracing a lot of these values and hopefully some of the things we talked about today, breaking some of this stuff down, can give them a little more insight on how they can improve their own way of thinking and change the lives of others and change the locker room around them. You start with one person, moves to another person, all of a sudden the whole locker room is wonderful, the whole company is wonderful, uh, and you bring yeah. in new people, they're wonderful, it spreads to new companies, pro wrestling's getting bigger, better, stronger, that's exactly how we yeah. want things to happen, guys. For sure, yeah. and you know, when you build that, what that does, too, is it, once you have that culture, that good culture, passionate, innovative, yep. you know, uh, people that are wanting to make the industry better, it prevents other people from coming in and running it. Because yes. if one of those come in, they'll feel like they won't belong. It'll right. it, it'll push those kind of bad eggs so right. they like out. Not that you're you, you still want to accept them if you can, and they still sure. have the opportunity you to try. change. Yeah. But it really keeps for a healthy organization. Um, you know, I ran several gyms, and yep. if you get one bad coach that doesn't kind of feel the same with all of yep. that, it can start trickling into everyone else. Absolutely. Um, so, man, yeah, if you have those all in line, it, it makes a huge difference for everybody, just like you said, changing lives. That's right. Change lives, guys. Empower the future. Create a great environment for everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today. I know I have. This has been a great one to me, something I'm super passionate about. It's just being good to the future and treating pro wrestling the way it deserves. So, guys, 
I want you to head over to Facebook, type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Please join our private Facebook community where you will be accepted. There will be no gatekeeping. There will be just friendly conversations and all kinds of cool stuff. Also, you can join our mailing list just by dropping your email there, and you'll stay up to date on all these podcasts that we do, as well as some cool videos that Aaron and I shoot all the time in between things, Mm -hmm. where you'll get some more free pro wrestling training directly into your email inbox. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. Don't wait for your opportunity. Take it.